Our reading is from the second chapter of the Gospel of Luke. If you've got your Bible, look there. If not, it's printed in your order of worship. It is the account of the coming of Emmanuel to rescue captive Israel. From verse 1. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Let's pray. We thank you, O Lord, that you have given us your Son, the Word of God. And even as he lives and ministers to us by the Spirit, So, Lord, may this written word by the Spirit take life in us and change us. Lord, we pray by your Spirit you meet with us this day. Draw us to our Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen. Tis the season to be jolly. Fala la la la. La la la. Rings hollow on many ears this time of year. Maybe on yours. Tis the season of melancholy might be a better lyric for this season for many people. Tis the season of more depression, sadness, suicide, and even heart attacks than all the seasons of the year. This is the day I just read when more heart attacks happen than any other day of the year. It's astounding to me. Crazy. Well, here's a disclaimer. If you were here nine years and 51 Sundays ago, 
uh, it will be exactly 10 years next Sunday. I preached almost this exact Sunday, not in the exact place, but to South Baton Rouge Presbyterian Church. We were meeting, you were meeting in a, uh, in a room with mirrors all around uh, at that dance studio. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I preached it for the same reason then that I'm preaching it now. Uh, because of events in the world and in our nation, in our community, as well as in our church, this past year, and the latter part of the year in particular. Uh, and the point then, as the point is this morning, is despite the muffling effects of contemporary Christmas messages, you can still experience the angels' promises of joy and peace that you find in Luke chapter 10 and chapter 14. I'll just ask two questions and attempt to give partial answers to them, uh, and then we'll quit. If the angels' message is true, then why are there so many sad people? And there are, and perhaps you're one of them. Or perhaps you know somebody who's not here this morning because they're one of them. The angel said to the shepherds, I bring you good news of a great joy which shall be for all the people. But, but we look for it in all the wrong places, it seems. Just listen to the contemporary Christmas uh, sounds. Uh, uh, you know, and you've gotten an idea about how much I enjoy contemporary Christmas music over the last several weeks. I've commented on that, particularly in public places. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, just like the ones I used to know. The treetops glisten, children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow. <laughs> it's it's going to be 79 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> We're from South Louisiana. I was 40 years old before I ever saw a white Christmas, and I had to move to Kentucky to do it. I'm a little bit older than that now, and I have yet to hear sleigh bells ringing in the snow. But that's not to say I don't get nostalgic. And sentimental in the case of the warm fuzzies when I hear that song and when I sing along and the only way to sing along to White Christmas is to do your absolutely best Bing Crosby impersonation even if you don't know who they are half the people in there who he was which is probably half of you in this room but but then when the nostalgia the sentimentality leave. There's precious little joy that remains, is it? And then there's you better watch out, you better not pout, you better not cry. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list, he's checking it twice, gonna see who's naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. It's like 
It's like the sword of, what was his name, Democles or whatever, uh, hanging over your head. But Elvis, Elvis put it much, much more crassly. And I've got to confess, this may be the song I sing most often at Christmas. Well, it's Christmas time, pretty baby. The snow is on the ground. You be a real good little girl. Santa Claus is back in town. Got no sleigh with reindeer, no sack on the back. You're going to see me coming in a big black Cadillac. <laughs> Santa Claus is back in town. We're looking for Christmas joy in all the wrong places. You won't find it in the perfect Christmas celebration. I think that's I think that's the Grinch that steals most Christmases. This year we're going to get it right. We've got to have the best tree, the best presents, the best music, the best party. To, and when it somehow or other doesn't quite lift up to our expectations, which it never ever does, then the gloom begins to settle in. Nor will you find it in the nostalgia or the sentimentality or the fuzzies. Nor in better presents under the tree or any other material thing. Great joy is gospel joy. The angel said, I bring great news. The word is gospel of great joy. It's gospel joy. It's grace joy. It's the joy of our salvation. It's the good news of Christmas, of what took place on that Christmas day and why. It's the joy of knowing our sins are forgiven, that that baby in the manger grew up and went to a cross and hung there and died for our sins, that we might live. It's joy that goes above and beyond and despite all your circumstances. In mind. That's the joy the angel announced. And it can be yours. Oh, come on. Second question. Can there really be peace on earth? The angel talked about joy and then the heavenly chorus joins in. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men. There are about a hundred translations of that uh, verse in Luke. Ten years ago, nine years and 51 Sundays ago, I said that. I quoted the angel chorus. And then I said, but Afghanistan, Iran, North Korea, Somalia. And here I am, 10 years later. What's changed? <laughs> What's new? Is war? There are rumors of war. There are constant evidences of the bestiality of humankind all around us. when his son was wounded in the Civil War, 
Henry Wadsworth, Longfellow, wrote his famous Christmas poem. You've sung it, you've heard it, you've sung part of it, you know part of it. I heard the bells on Christmas Day their old familiar carols play, and mild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And thought how as the day had come the belfries of all Christendom had rode along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day. A voice, a chime, a chant sublime, peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then, from each black, cursed mouth, the cannon thundered in the south. And with the sound, the carols drowned of peace on earth, goodwill to men. T'was as if an earthquake rent the hearthstones of a continent and made forlorn the household born of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill. <coughs> you know the feeling? There's a difference between peace and peace. There's what you usually think of when you hear the word peace. It's external, it's public peace defined negatively by the absence of war or the absence of conflict among men. There's an old cartoon that I clipped out and saved years ago that typifies that kind of peace. The shepherds are out in their field. The angels are in the sky. And the angelic chorus is singing, Glory to God in the highest and a suspension of aggression on earth and non-hostile coexistence among men. That's what we think of. That to us is peace. Then there's a peace of which the angels actually sang. Internal, personal peace defined positively. It's something that is, that's present, not absent. It's a right feeling within, a calm, unruffled spirit in the midst of external conflict all around you. It's that peace that Longfellow lacked in the war. It's the peace of Christmas peace of Christ. It's peace resulting from and resting upon the objective peace we enjoy with God in Jesus Christ. Paul wrote, 
Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel is simply that, is it not? That God sent his Son into this world to live a perfect, obedient life and then die for our imperfect, disobedient lives. We call it sin. The sin of men and women and boys and girls. The moral failure, the rebellion, the shortcomings, the failings, the fallings. And then he rose from the dead so that we being at peace with him may have inner peace and joy. Despite the muffling effects of contemporary Christmas messages, you can still experience the angels' promises of joy and peace. I bring you a word from Jesus Christ. Not this preacher or any other. From the Lord Jesus himself. Who says to you this morning, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for yourself. It is a well-meant offer from the Lord of Lords and King of Kings who has come, paid for sin, is glorious in heaven, and will come on the last day, not the baby in a manger, but the Lord in his glory to take us to himself, to be with him, to know not temporal, earthly peace and joy, but eternal peace and joy in his presence.